Welcome to Connect Church. We're a new church in the East Windsor Heightstown area, and we're a church that is looking to connect to Jesus and community. We're so glad you've joined us. Welcome to Connect Church. We're so glad that you're joining us online today, wherever you're watching. Welcome. Again, the heart of our church is to connect you to Jesus and community. Uh, we're all about growing and understanding and the love of Jesus. And as we do that, connecting to community. And so we're just glad that you're with us today. So we've been walking through this series called Hope. Why Hope? Uh, if we're honest, hope has kind of been shaken over this last year. Just in all of the things that we put our trust in, our hope in, have been shaken. If it's finances, this last year has been a wild ride and something skyrocketing, some plummeting, and then everywhere in between. If it's um, your health, maybe you've been sick, maybe you've gotten sick, maybe people you care about have been sick, and so you've seen that shaken as well. But we believe that Jesus is hope. Why? One, maybe something in your life feels lifeless. Maybe you think that there's no way that hope can come back. We know that because of Jesus, it can. We also know that Jesus alone is the one who brings hope, his death, and his resurrection. Now, today as we close out this series, I want to, from the beginning, just say there are parts of this life that are painfully difficult and really hard to understand. Maybe you've been in a season like that before and it's shaken your hope. Maybe you're there currently, or maybe you're still walking through it because of something that's happened in your life. Today, I just wanna start off by saying, I understand, I get it. Loss has been a big part of my story. It feels like every time maybe I move forward from one, another loss of someone important to me has happened. Today I want to share a different one. Um, I haven't shared this one yet um, from from here at Connect, but um, on my mom's side of the family, um, there's just been a lot of different things that have happened that have made uh, life complicated and relationships difficult. Um, and my mom's family has had a bunch of ups and downs. Um, this particular loss felt cruel, and and here's why. So my mom had a half brother. She never really got to know him. Um, and so throughout life, never really knew much about him, knew he kind of existed, and that, and that was about it. Um, and after college, we got reconnected with him and his wife and his sons, and it was awesome. It was a really like healing time for my family, especially for my mom and for my aunt, as we got to see and get to know someone who we really didn't talk to most of our life. And not only that, but his family. And it was life-giving. We really enjoyed that season. About a year in and getting to know him, he was diagnosed with lung cancer. And in the beginning, it felt um, okay. Like there was good odds at him beating this. But as my mom and I drove to Cleveland to say our goodbye to him as things didn't look great, it felt cruel. Why? Why let us get reconnected with someone who very quickly was going to uh, disappear and get taken from us? Why let us go through all of that only to make this loss even more painful? And, and if you've ever been in a moment where you experience loss, you know that this is some of the most difficult times um, that life has to throw our way. You get stuck in a pit where you feel like there's no hope. Why try? Why bother? Why put myself out there to just experience loss and pain? 
Maybe today you can relate with that in some way. Maybe you've lost someone close to you. Maybe you've lost a relationship, something you cared about. Um, maybe you've lost a job that really just defined you. And so losing that has shaken you to the core. Maybe you've lost a marriage. Um, or maybe today life is great for you and you're watching this going, I can't experience that. I just want to say, put this in your memory bank. So when you get to a moment where maybe there's loss or pain or tragedy or difficulty, it doesn't shake your faith to the core because you remember that there is hope still. But if you are there today, I just want to speak hope to you and say that yes life is difficult and painful sometimes on this end of eternity but we don't have to lose hope today we're reading from second corinthians it's one of my favorite books in the bible this week if you're looking for somewhere to start start there why not um Paul wrote 2 Corinthians at a very um, vulnerable time in his life. He had learned that the church in Corinth was struggling. They were kind of getting bombarded with a lot of different things. They were making some bad choices. Um, but he wrote this letter to preserve the unity of the church. And he does so in a way where he's just really vulnerable about life and what's going on in his heart. And so with that, today we read 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 1, verses 3 to 4. And so let's start by reading it. It says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He, comfort us, he comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be given to them the same comfort God has given us. Paul opens this letter by praising the God who gives mercy and who gives comfort to all believers. We get the feeling that Paul knows this mercy and the comfort of God on a firsthand basis. And he reminds us that it often comes from praising. Why praise? Praise, worship, it reminds us of who God is again. I know for me in some of the most difficult times of my life of loss and pain and losing hope, the last thing that I want to do, if I'm honest, is worship. Why? Again, because worship is reminding me of who God is. And if I'm honest, if you've been in a moment of pain and difficulty, you don't really want to remind yourself of how good God is in those moments. But Paul here is telling us it's crucial. It's important. It gets us back and right on the right footing again. And even here, he says the words all comfort and the ancient Greek word here is paraklesis and it doesn't quite get translated into English like he means here. The idea behind this word that he uses here, it's more than sympathy. And I think sometimes when we read this passage, we think sympathy, that God gives us all the sympathy that we need. Uh, and if you know, sometimes sympathy just isn't enough. People just being like, oh, I feel bad that that happened to you. It's not always the greatest and most comforting thing to feel in those moments. This idea actually, this word paraclesis means to strengthen, to help, to make strong. See, it isn't just sympathy that God gives us, it's strength. He's not just saying it's going to get better, but he's actually saying, I will be your strength. Yes, this moment is difficult, it's painful. You may feel like there's no hope, but I am going to give you what you need to get through it. It's a very different idea than I think sometimes we read. 
Paul considers God the Father a comforter or a paraclete. He also considers the Holy Spirit a comforter, and he also thinks Jesus is comfort as well. See, God in every aspect of his being is full of comfort, strength, and help for us. It's in every part of the Trinity of God. Why? Because God is comforting. God gives us the strength we need to get through, and he is our help. And this gives us hope. One of the greatest purposes of God is to comfort us and to help us then bring comfort to others. God's comfort can be given and also received through us, through each other. And and I think one of the greatest markers of the church and, and reasons the church exists is to help us When we're in moments of pain and difficulty, we often, if we're honest, isolate, we hide, we put up barriers, but we then never receive the comfort that God wants to give us. Why? Because we don't let people in to help share the burden with us. We sometimes never receive the comfort that God wants to give us through other people. Why? If we're honest, it's often pride. Pride keeps me from letting people see my weaknesses. Pride keeps me from being vulnerable. And then we also see the beginning of this idea that Paul weaves through this whole section that our pain brings purpose to show the strength and hope of God in everything that we face. Look, do we want to go through painful and difficult things here on this side? No, we don't. If we're honest, we want life to be easy. We want it to be smooth. But the reality that Paul is speaking to here is that if we go through these difficult moments, they strengthen us, they build character, and they remind us of who God is. And why is that important? Because then we can be this to other people. We begin to look around for people who maybe are going through what we did and we can speak to them and say, don't give up. Don't lose hope. God will be your strength. He will be your comfort. He will be your help. Why? He's been that to me. And and I can bring you along and say, look, we don't want to be here, but God has made known probably most clearly in our difficult moments. I mean, I I sit here today and I speak to you. Why? Because in the toughest moments of my life, like ones I shared earlier in this message, God has made himself real to me. He's been his strength. He's everything that I need. And now because of that, I can say to others, you want the hope that Jesus has to offer. We continue reading in verses five to seven. It says, for the more we suffer for Christ, the more God will shower us with his comfort through Christ. Even when we are weighed down with troubles, it is for your comfort and salvation. For when we ourselves are comforted, we will certainly comfort you. Then you can patiently endure the things we suffer. We are confident that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in the comfort that God gives us. Paul had a life filled with sufferings. And he describes some of these later on in this book of 2 Corinthians. But here's just a quick list. He was whipped. He was put in prison. He was beat. He was stoned. He was shipwrecked. He was robbed. Um, He was persecuted for believing and speaking the things that he did. Paul's life was not easy. 
And we know in reading his letters that he even talks about this thorn in his flesh that he wished that he could get rid of and he couldn't. Paul knew that life could be really difficult why he lived it. But Paul also knew that all of his sufferings were really taking on the suffering of Christ. See, Jesus was not distant from Paul in the trials, but... He was right there identifying with Paul. And now why can we say that? Because we know Jesus on this earth, when he put aside his his right as God and took on flesh here, he didn't escape persecution and trial. Humanity put him to death. We killed him. Christ suffered and died too. Again, this sets Christianity apart. Why Jesus died But it doesn't stop there. He rose and conquered death and the grave and took on our sins so that we might have life. Again, this isn't a promise of blessing, but it's a promise of strength and hope because we have a God who understands our pain. He lived the life that we lived. He experienced the loss of friends and loved ones and people he cared about. He was rejected and hurt and again killed, but... All of this is so that we know that as we suffer, we, we look to Christ and say, you suffered with us too. And if you did and I'm following you, then I know that there might be some times in my life where I go through this as well. God may, allay, God may allow situations in our life where our only hope is found in Christ. See, God wants us to, and and God wants to remind us that this really is all about Christ. And sometimes the tough moments shake us and bring us back to what's most important, and it's Christ. This is the same idea that Jesus expresses in John 16, 33, when he says, I have told you all of this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. We have hope in our pain because of Jesus. He overcame this world. He brought life back to it that we could have life and hope now. But then God also had a larger purpose in Paul's suffering than just working on Paul himself. See, God brought hope and faith to others because of Paul's suffering. And so if Paul can keep hope and if he can keep faith through all of the things that he went through, so can I. And then because I keep hope and I rely on the strength that comes from knowing God, then as I live, And as I have hope through all the painful and difficult things that I go through, see you living with hope through the hardest things that life throws at you brings hope to others. Why? Because the reality is, is everyone here faces painful and difficult moments. And when we do, we look to something to bring hope in those moments. For me, some of the greatest losses as I've sat at funerals of loved ones who lived their lives well for Christ, people were drawn to Christ through their story. Why? Because they had faith. They had hope through some of the toughest things that life throws at us. And that means something to people. When you're at a low moment, we all want hope. And as followers of Jesus, when we're in those moments and as we live and rely on the strength of Jesus, it brings hope to other people. How could God bring hope to others through Paul's suffering? Again, as Paul suffered, he, he grew in his knowledge and understanding of God. It made him rely more on God and less on himself. 
And as that happened, Paul was more effective in his ministry. Why? Again, he realized it didn't rely on him, but it came from the strength of God. We often pray, God, use me. And and no, that's a dangerous prayer. Why? Because our growth often happens in pain. It's often the difficult moments and seasons in our lives where we grow the most. When life is good, the reality is we often think this depends on me. And then Paul also closes the section out by saying, let's share in our suffering. And, and as he says share in suffering, it's, it's most likely that the, the, the church in Corinth wasn't experiencing the same suffering that Paul was going through. But he is saying he, that we all have the same suffering. Why? Because even though the exact, the exact circumstances may not be the same in our suffering, it's not about that. It's about what God wants to do through our pain and our suffering. It's about God, again, being our source of strength, of giving us hope, of, and as we do that, of us being a light on a hill. And Paul is saying we never should compete or compare over our suffering. One of the most <laughs> frustrating things to see is when someone walks into a conversation with pain and they bare their soul before someone and the person doesn't listen, doesn't hear what's actually going on. And what do they do? They try and compare it. Well, you know, I went through this. It was difficult. And, and sometimes it's innocent. Sometimes it's us trying to be empathetic. But sometimes, if we're honest, it's us being competitive. Well, I get that, that you're having a hard time, but I went through this. It was harder. So really, you should care for me here. Pain is pain. And, and we're called to love and to point people to Jesus in their pain, not compare. And, and again, in an age of comparison where it's all about trying to compete and compare with others, Paul's saying, throw that out the window. Suffering is suffering. Let's all encourage each other. Let's all help each other. Because God's desire is that we would endure through our suffering. The ancient Greek word used here for, in this passage for enduring is hupomon. And, and so what that means is, again, this isn't this idea of a passive and bleak acceptance. You know, that Eeyore mentality, oh, life is terrible, but I just accept it. And I think sometimes that's how we view our suffering. But the word that Paul uses here is not the spirit of like bleak acceptance, but it's actually a spirit of triumph, that I can get past this pain. It's similar to a marathon runner who endures pain to finish the race. I don't really enjoy running. I tried a 5K once, it was difficult, so I understand this idea of pain and finishing a race. And look, I'm not diminishing your pain today, but sometimes we just stay in the cycle of dealing with it over and over. And God is saying, you can triumph past this. You can endure it. Now, sometimes it takes counseling. Sometimes it takes being vulnerable with other Christians and letting people see what's really going on in our lives. But we can get past it. Paul concludes this, this portion of the letter by saying, we think you ought to know Dear brothers and sisters, about the trouble we went through in the province of Asia, we were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure, and we thought that we would never live through it. In fact, we expected to die. 
But as a result, we stopped relying on ourselves and we learned to rely on God who raises the dead. And he did rescue us from mortal danger and he will rescue us again. We have placed our confidence in him and he will continue to rescue us. And you are helping us by praying for us. Then many people will give thanks because God has graciously answered so many prayers for our safety. Paul mentions his trouble in Asia and we don't know the exact nature of this, but we know it's bad. They expected to die. But Paul lived with the awareness that he might die anytime and he became okay with it. Again, why? Because he realized that instead of relying on himself, he needed to rely on the strength of God. The lessons that Paul learned through his trials are evident here. They are that Paul knew that God works in our lives and it happens in three different stages that God works in the past He works in the present and he works in the future. But because God is always working, it gives us hope. Paul knew the value of prayer and he was not about to shy away from asking the Corinthians to pray for him. The Corinthian Christians were helping Paul by praying for him. And we often think about all of the incredible things that Paul did and he did a lot of them. But I don't think we often think about all the people that were praying for him. Think about it. The people who were praying that Paul would endure his struggles and his hardships and continue on. And Paul is crediting his effectiveness in ministry to these people by saying, thank you for your prayers. Continue to pray for me. Again, prayer is such a powerful and effective way to lift each other up before God. May we be vulnerable. May we invite others in and may we pray together. And the last thing that Paul learned is that he needed to stop relying on himself and to rely on God. And it's so easy to rely on ourselves, to keep control, to keep power, to to work really hard, all the things that we can do. But the source of our hope, the source of our strength, it's not on us. It's not on our own effort. It's not what we can do, but it's on God. It's Jesus. It's his death and his resurrection. And so today, what does this mean for us? in our trials, in our suffering, in our hardships, in our pain. One, keep going, endure, keep focusing on Jesus. Don't lose sight of hope. This may be a very difficult season that you're in. It's just a season. There are brighter days ahead. Continue on, keep trusting, keep putting your hope in Jesus. He will give you the strength that you need each day. You don't have to look at this and just accept it bleakly, but you can have confidence and you can have hope because of the character of God. Remember that we don't suffer in vain, which strengthens our faith. It points us to God. It shows us who he is. It helps us to rely on him instead of us. Our love for him grows. Painful moments are never fun, but they often reveal a little bit more of who God is to us. They also, again, help us to point other people to hope when they're going through the things that we went through. Would we share in each other's suffering? Would we be vulnerable? Would we be honest? Would we tell others what's really going on in our lives? And then would we speak hope and life to each other? But would it not just stop there with some cute, encouraging words? Would we pray for each other? Again, would we carry each other's burdens? Would we walk in this journey together? Paul had groups of people praying for him. Would you find people who can pray for you as you go through? Why? Sometimes we need help. Sometimes 
sometimes we need other people to push us along and to remind us to keep going. And most of all, sometimes we just need people praying for us. Then be reminded that God is at work. In the past, remember what he has done. In the present, look and see where he's working now and in the future. Pray for where you want to see him move. And this week, write them down. Again, look to the past. Where has God been faithful in your life? Where has he shown up and done something incredible that you just didn't think would happen? And again, if nothing else, remind yourselves in the past of Jesus' death and resurrection, which brings us hope in the present. Again, pause, stop, look. Where is God working in your life right now? Because if we're honest and if we slow down and if we look, we see that he hasn't forgotten us. He's still at work in our lives. And again, future, look to see, God, I want you to work and move in my life and to do this. Write that down too and see how God fulfills it. But most of all, live with hope. Don't lose hope. Paul, even though he went through many, many hardships, he realized they formed him into the man who changed the world. No one wants to be in difficult and painful seasons, but today, keep hope. Today, as we close, why can we have hope even when life is difficult and painful and we feel as though we're suffering because Jesus is hope? His death and his resurrection brings life. This world is not our home, and sometimes things that happen here are very painful and they're difficult because we live in a broken world where God is not fully present because of sin that is here but that doesn't mean that it has to stay that way. When we trust that Jesus' death and resurrection makes us right with God, we are made right and we have hope. Why? Because this isn't our home. The things that we experience here that are difficult, and even Paul knew this, that if it's someone killed him, if they stoned him, if they beat him, that then he would open his eyes in the reality of what he preached, being face to face with Jesus. Thank God that this is not the end. Thank God that this is just a temporary stop on the journey. But we know that one day, because of Jesus, our ultimate hope is being with him forever. For those of you who do follow Jesus today, uh, I want to encourage you with this verse that at the end we would be able to say this. In 2 Timothy we read, I've fought the good fight, I've finished the race, and I have remained faithful. Would we remain faithful regardless of what life throws at us? And now the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of his return. And the prize is not just for me, but for all who eagerly look forward to his appearing again as we look forward to the day where we see Jesus. It's our hope. Would we remain faithful? Would we remain faithful? Would we endure with hope in our ultimate prize of seeing Jesus face to face? We are called to bring heaven to earth now, though. We are called to bring hope here, and it looks like living as people of hope. Regardless of the circumstances and the things that we go to, we point to Jesus. He's our hope. And as we read from this passage of Paul today, that it's in our sufferings, it's in our pain, where we can often speak the most hope. I wish I wasn't here, but I know that in this, God is shaping me and forming me into his image. And for those of you who may be going through the same things as me, be reminded that Jesus is hope. And would we walk in this together? Would we support each other? Today, let's close in prayer. Jesus, we thank you for who you are. 
for your love, for your grace, for your death, for your resurrection that brings us hope. God, I pray over everyone watching this, if they are in a difficult and painful season right now, would your peace and hope just rest in their hearts and in their minds? Would they not hide God, but would they be vulnerable? Would they invite others into the journey with them um, that they would just have people that they could lean on? And most of all, God, would they lean on you? Would your strength just come and overwhelm them? God, that they don't just have to bleakly accept the things going on, but because of the strength that you give, God, that they can finish and they can finish well. God, help us just to be voices of hope to point people to you and all that we face and all that we go through. In your name I pray, amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that you have a great week. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this encourages you to take your next steps in your faith journey with God. You can check us out more on connectchurchnj.com. Have a great day.